This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I'm so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Today, we're talking about crisis in marriage. Are you going through a marriage crisis? How do you avoid one? How do you make it through one? What do you do after you've come through one? We're going to talk to Bishop George Kennedy, who's been married for 20 years. Well, Bishop, you want to take a couple phone calls? You ready for that? Well, no problem. All right, let's go to Fredericksburg, Virginia, and talk with John, who's on the line. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, well, I'm alive and grateful. What's your comment or question today? Well, I I just turned radio on a couple minutes ago, and I heard you talking about marriage and struggles. And mm-hmm. um, after listening a little a little more, um, there's an issue with the, the female being called to, to ministry and not the male right. or vice versa. Right. Um, the one thing, I've been married 40 years, my wife and I. Oh, wow, okay. 40? And there's something that, that yeah, amen to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, we actually tried to get a divorce after we were married five years, and we, we met the judge in his chambers. Oh, I remember this story. Very large African-American. Right. And he uh, read her paper, and he set it down, and he read mine, and he set it down, and he took his time. Mm-hmm. Um, then he looks over his glasses at us, and he goes, Mr. and Ms. Henson, you'll not be getting a divorce today. Mm-hmm. But what you are going to do is you're going to put these petty differences behind you, and you're going to raise your children, and I want to see you in my office a year from now mm. with all this behind you. Now, that was the hand of our Heavenly Father. Right. That was 35 years ago. Wow. But any, any, any issues in marriage that you two have, a husband and wife or whatever, um, the thing is, you know, we can do nothing without him. Right. But we can do all things through him. Right, right. And it takes three to make a marriage. That's right. Regardless of what people might think. That's right. Well, it takes you, so that, you committed to, it takes you committed to the Lord. Right. She's got to be committed to the Lord. And then you have to have the Lord as the third cord holding you together. John, thank you from, from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I appreciate the call. You know, is his story typical where someone's going to get a divorce, but then they mm-hmm. don't and they That's stay right. together? Oh, do, do you see couples wanting to get a divorce? And how is the divorce rate in Kenya as opposed to America? Because in America, we're 50 percent half of the marriages end in divorce. Yeah. Um, in the African setup, as we were raised up, we we were told by our parents that once you're married, you need to stay married. Mm-hmm. And there is something that my wife and I tell couples, and that is marriage is work. Yeah. Just like you go to work, mm-hmm. the same way you rise up in the morning and you work at your marriage. Mm. And we usually say that the tongue is in the mouth, sometimes you bite your tongue, Mm 
<laughs> but your tongue doesn't say you've beat me too much, you teeth. So I'm now jumping out of the mouth. Mm. It's always been inside the mouth. And so that is a context that we we, we are in, in, in Kenya. Mm. We don't have so much uh, divorce okay. taking place, but we do have. Mm-hmm. We are currently handling an issue, and uh, uh, one of our daughters that we know had a, a, a divorce um, uh, letter written to her from the court, mm-hmm. uh, papers, and then she responded, and then we prayed, and we told her, well, this is what your husband wants, but this is what the Lord wants. Mm. The Bible says the Lord hates divorce, mm-hmm. and there are platforms and premises on which Christ said divorce can be conducted. Mm-hmm. And one of them is immorality. Mm-hmm. You know, another one would be violence. Mm-hmm. And so divorce is there. We permit that to happen on those grounds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we allow the Lord to be, as my brother John said, and yourself, to be the third person in mm. the marriage. Now, what about what about violence? You said that you use that as a as an an explanation or an excuse for divorce, where do we find the support for that? Is that more of a social support or a, a scriptural support? Well, um, the violence is more of a social support mm-hmm. and also uh, the the laws of the land does not permit uh, one person to be violent on the other person. Mm-hmm. For example, your wife carrying a gun or a knife or an object or is insultive or either the husband doing the same. So on that ground, we don't uh, uh, encourage a couple to keep staying together when the husband or the wife has promised I was talking. I was talking to a couple, and the husband said, "One day, I'm I'm gonna kill you." Mm. And he had a machete under his pillow in the mm. night, and so I had to co- tell the lady, "Look for a safe place, go and stay there until the police or the security forces handles the issue with the pastors, and then you can go back." Mm-hmm. So it's based on those premises mm. that we allow somebody to step out of their marriage. But, you know, um, a lot of pastors don't do that. A lot of pastors will push women or husbands, but definitely will push women right back into the marriage. If it's not been adultery, just because he's abusive to you, uh, God still says submit to authority, so go back home. Uh, that's not very compassionate, is it? <laughs> no. See, it is not. Because if you really love the woman, as in if if that woman is a child of God, mm-hmm. and if that woman, you know, is uh, a human being like yourself, you don't want her to die before her time. Mm-hmm. Because the husband says, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want her to go to heaven before her time. Mm. And Dr. Anderson, there is something we also discovered, and that is even verbally, so many women are being abused. Mm. And verbal abuse to either of the spouses is even 
so you know it is even more mm. than uh, physical assault now why do you think so many men verbally abuse uh, their spouse do you think that they're taught that through the example that they see or do you think they misunderstand the scriptures when it comes to submission I think sometimes um, some of the things we learn when we are growing up, you know, makes us end up doing them. Mm -hmm. You know, I I grew up, my father was very abusive, was very, you know, uh, he he constantly beat up my mother. Mm. And so I say to myself that I will never get married. Mm. And when I got married, I... I did the opposite because I was already a child of God. Mm. And so I decided to love my wife and understand her. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are men who, because of their upbringing or where they live, mm-hmm. they see women being assaulted and beaten up. Mm. And so they think that that is what a, a women deserve. Uh huh. Yeah. 888 7434 is the number live in studio. If you want to talk with me or my special guest, uh, Bishop George Kennedy, he is a doctorate of philosophy candidate student at Omega Graduate School, where I am the chancellor. He's also a bishop, a pastor, him and his wife, pastor, the Dominion Chapel uh, churches in Kenya, in Kisumu, as well as in Nairobi, Kenya. Feel free to uh, give a call at triple eight four three bridge. Now you know in America we also have women that abuse men. Now men don't oftentimes make phone calls to the police because it makes them feel too uh, too effeminate. But there are men who are verbally abused uh, as well. Um, but we just we, we we wouldn't talk about it even if we did because you don't look like a man. Does that happen in Africa as well or no, or in Kenya specifically? It does. And in Africa, in fact, in Kenya, it's more. Men bottle this more because their masculinity will be challenged by other men. Right. They will ask him, you mean your wife (laughs) is beating you? You mean your wife is assaulting you? Right. You're not going to do nothing about it? Yeah. (laughs) So they will. In fact, now in my country, in Kenya, There, there could be more men suffering abuse from women hmm. than women suffering abuse from men. Wow. And it's because they're keeping it quiet and they're not yeah. hitting back. Uh, in America, if a man is being verbally abused or even physically abused, mm-hmm. if he does hit the woman back, <laughs> okay, and then the police are called, when the police come, they're going to believe usually the woman. And so then the man will end up going uh, to to jail anyway. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of in a situation where you've got to love her well, uh, but she has to also be taught to respect uh, and and submit to her husband as well. That's right. It's not always easy, though, for her to submit, is it? (laughs) I think so. I think so. It's not always easy for us to love as well. Well, listen, we're going to run to our commercial break, and as soon as we get back, we'll continue on with uh, Bishop... George Kennedy. Uh, our number is 888-432-7434. When I get back, I'm going to ask Bishop Kennedy about multiple marriages in Africa. We'll be right back.
Well, Bishop, you want to take a couple phone calls? You ready for that? Well, no problem. All right, let's go to Fredericksburg, Virginia, and talk with John, who's on the line. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, well, I'm alive and grateful. What's your comment or question today? Well, I I just turned radio on a couple minutes ago, and I heard you talking about marriage and struggles and mm-hmm. um, after listening a little a little more, um, there's an issue with the, the female being called to, to ministry and not the male right. or vice versa. Right. Um, the one thing, I've been married 40 years, my wife and I. Oh, wow. Okay. 40? And there's something that, that yeah, amen to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> But um, we actually tried to get a divorce after we were married five years, and we, we met the judge in his chambers. Oh, I remember this story. Very large African-American. Right. And he uh, read her paper, and he set it down, and he read mine, and he set it down, and he took his time. Mm-hmm. Um, then he looks over his glasses at us, and he goes, Mr. and Ms. Henson, you'll not be getting a divorce today. Mm-hmm. But what you are going to do is you're going to put these petty differences behind you, and you're going to raise your children, and I want to see you in my office a year from now mm. with all this behind you. Now, that was the hand of our Heavenly Father. Right. That was 35 years ago. Wow. But any 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 issues in marriage that you two have, a husband and wife or whatever, um, the thing is, you know, we can do nothing without him. Right. But we can do all things through him. Right, right. And it takes three to make a marriage. That's right. Regardless of what people might think. That's right. Well, it takes you, so that, you committed to it takes you committed to the Lord. And right. She's got to be committed to the Lord and then you have to have the Lord as the third cord holding you together. John, thank you Amen. from from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I appreciate the call. You know, is his story typical where someone's going to get a divorce? But then they don't, and they That's stay right. together. Oh, do you, do you see couples wanting to get a divorce? And how is the divorce rate in Kenya as opposed to America? Because in America, we're fifty percent half of the marriages end in divorce. Yeah, um, in the African setup, as we were raised up, we we were told by our parents that once you're married, you need to stay married. Mm-hmm. And there is something that my wife and I tell couples, and that is marriage is work. Just like you go to work, Mm -hmm. the same way you rise up in the morning and you work at your marriage. Mm. And we usually say that the tongue is in the mouth. Sometimes you bite your tongue, (laughs) but your tongue doesn't say you've beat me too much you teeth. So I'm now jumping out of the mouth. Mm. It's always been inside the mouth. And so that is a context that we we, we are in, in, in Kenya. Mm. We don't have so much uh, divorce okay. taking place, but we do have. Mm-hmm. We are currently handling an issue, and uh, uh, one of our daughters that we know had a, a, a divorce um, uh, letter written to her from the court mm-hmm. uh, papers, and then she responded, and then we prayed, 
And we told her, well, this is what your husband wants, but this is what the Lord wants. Mm. The Bible says the Lord hates divorce, Mm -hmm. and there are platforms and premises on which Christ said divorce can be conducted. Mm -hmm. And one of them is immorality. Mm -hmm. You know, another one would be violence. Mm -hmm. And so divorce is there. We permit that to happen on those grounds. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we allow the Lord to be, as my brother John said, and yourself, to be the third person in mm. the marriage. Now, what about what about violence? You said that you use that as a as an an explanation or an excuse for divorce. Where do we find the support for that? Is that more of a social support or a, a scriptural support? Well, um, the violence is more of a social support, mm-hmm. and also uh, the the laws of the land does not permit uh, one person to be violent on the other person. Mm-hmm. For example, your wife carrying a gun or a knife or an object or is insultive or either the husband doing the same. So on that ground, we don't uh, uh, encourage a couple to keep staying together when the husband or the wife has promised, uh, I was talking. I was talking to a couple, and the husband said, "One day I'm I'm gonna kill you." Mm. And he had a machete under his pillow in the mm. night, and so I had to co- tell the lady, "Look for a safe place, go and stay there until the police or the security forces handles the issue with the pastors, and then you can go back." Mm-hmm. So it's based on those premises mm. that we allow somebody to step out of their marriage. But, you know, a lot of pastors don't do that. A lot of pastors will push women or husbands, but definitely will push women right back into the marriage. That's, if that's it's not right. been adultery, just because he's abusive to you, uh, God still says submit to authority, so go back home. Uh, that's not very compassionate, is it? <laughs> no. See, it is not. Because if you really love the woman, as in if if that woman is a child of God, mm-hmm. and if that woman, you know, is uh, a human being like yourself, you don't want her to die before her time. Mm-hmm. Because the husband says, I will kill you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want her to go to heaven before her time. Mm. And Dr. Anderson, there is something we also discovered, and that is even verbally, so many women are being abused. Mm. And verbal abuse to either of the spouses is even so, you know, is even more mm. than uh, physical assault. Now, why do you think so many men verbally abuse? Uh, their spouse. Do you think that they're taught that through the example that they see, or do you think they misunderstand the scriptures when it comes to submission? I think sometimes um, some of the things we learn when we are growing up, you know, makes us end up doing them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I grew up, my father was very abusive, was very, you know, uh, he, he constantly, beat up my mother. Mm. And so I say to myself that I will never get married. Mm. 
And when I got married, I, I did the opposite because I was already a child of God. Mm. And so I decided to love my wife and understand her. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are men who, because of their upbringing or where they live, they mm-hmm. see women being assaulted and beaten up. Mm. And so they think that that is what a, a women deserve. Uh-huh. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Would you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com All right, Anonymous, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? So um, I wanted to share my experience Mm -hmm. and uh, hope to help others this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Two main things is for anyone who is thinking about marrying someone um, if that person treats you disrespectfully, mm-hmm. uh, that is a very dangerous um, path that you might be getting into because from my experience, mm-hmm. it went from uh, verbal, um, you know, when when I was engaged, um, he called me a B. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I asked to get out of the car, and I didn't. And 20 years later, I regret not getting out of the car Mm. that day because that progressed into um, physical abuse Mm. and verbal abuse, even in front of our child. Mm. So, like you said just now, um, it, it really takes a great amount of um, self-initiated desire to change mm-hmm. uh, for someone to change. If someone's abusive to you, I would say get out. I would have saved myself. Let me ask you a question a based on your ex- based on your experience, anonymous. You say you regret not getting out of the car. Why did you stay? What were you thinking? You know, when you're in love and you're engaged, <laughs> it's this whole world around you that you don't necessarily want to stir, I guess. Mm. That you don't want to you're you're afraid at that point, what do I do? Do mm. I cancel all this because mm-hmm. of this situation? 
Right. And again, the answer should be right there and then, yes, get out. It doesn't mm. matter if you have a wedding plan. It doesn't matter if you've already spent money on, on anything. Just. But you were married a long time, say, weren't you? You said 20 years? Yes. My yes. goodness. Wow. Well, 20, 20 years and, and ended up. Was he disrespectful, though? Was he disrespectful the whole time, Anonymous? With a W. Anonymous. Was he disrespectful the whole time or did it graduate over time? I would say it it was in spurts. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole time, mm-hmm. and even if it wasn't verbal, is it was with actions. Understood. Very disrespectful. Well, it sounds. Um, listen, I've got to run to my break, but let me just say, it sounds like you have learned how to respect yourself and how to give yourself value and worth. So I'm I'm happy that you are at a place where you're not going to. Uh, receive disrespect anymore. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland, for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.